Hi, and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I am Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Oh, I like that. Uh, experts. <laughs> experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hello there. Hey, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Just, uh, again, delighted to be at the end of another long week. I know. I actually feel like these recordings make my weeks go by faster. Like I'm like, oh, yay, it's already Friday again. I know. Me too. I'm always I'm always looking forward to Friday. And then when it comes, I'm like, oh, it's recording day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Anna on Frozen. It's coronation day. Yeah, that that totally like bypasses my realm of knowing. That's oh, yeah. Life with got, two boys where we are it. a non frozen household. I know. Yeah, that was lost but on I get you. The Sorry sentiment. about that. No, no problem. Um, so how uh, how's your week been, Reagan? It's been good. It's been busy. Um, you know, all the normal ball juggling that goes on. Uh, and you've yeah. had snow, which is yes. mental. So I feel like we had two days of fall, and then we had a pretty big snow yesterday which of course is like the one day that I actually have to like be out on the roads I had a chat at a local university and then an event last night so I had to be all up in the snow which is never like my comfortable zone at all I mean my boys are hardcore Colorado boys they're like we want to go play in the snow we need to bring our snow boots to school and I'm just like I just want to sit at home in front of a fire I don't want to leave the house (laughs) you're a Texas girl at heart you don't get much snow in Texas No, I mean, it snows like maybe half an inch every seven years in Houston, whereas I feel like we literally had two days of fall and then had a massive snow. I'm hoping this is like the only one for a while that we go back to having a bit of a fall and then get properly into winter. But yeah, you don't want you don't want a full six months of snow, but your weather made it onto our weather information. BBC, Carol Kirkwood on um, BBC Breakfast in the morning was like. And in Denver, yesterday it was 30 degrees and overnight it's going to drop 30 degrees to minus one and it's going to snow. They were talking about it all day. It was Denver was a big deal for like 12 hours. Excellent. Yeah, we hit our record low of 11 degrees Fahrenheit for October or no, no, yeah, 11 degrees Fahrenheit for October 11th. Do you know what we call that in Yorkshire? No. Brass monkeys. That when it's cold, sense. when it's cold, you say, oh, it's brass monkeys. <laughs> I love it so, when your Yorkshire accent comes out. <laughs> I know. What can I say? It's such a bad Yorkshire accent as well, even though I grew up there all the time because I was just beaten out of me at school and by my dad, who's really posh. Anyway, I, I, I can't believe I've made an American get into the British thing of just always talking about the weather. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I mean, it was a, it was a crazy weather day for us. It's a little bit warmer um, today, but I don't have to go out other than the took the kids to school this morning and we'll pick them back up. Other than that, we're inside. Well, obviously where we are, we are seven hours ahead of you. So mine are now in the bath. I haven't left them alone, by the way, there is somebody with them. Um, but they are to clarify. You can probably just hear them screaming. Um, (laughs) they are under strict instructions not to interrupt mummy tonight, because if you listen last week, you might have heard me doing that, uh, talking through gritted teeth, like, whisper shouting thing to Billy when she interrupted us and I was like Billy please leave me alone it's such a classic mom move where you don't really want to lose your shit totally 
mostly because you're either being recorded or somebody else is around. So you're just like, please don't do that. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, to be fair, it's rare that it's because I'm being recorded. Most right. of the time it's because I'm in the supermarket and I don't want somebody to call the social services. But on this particular occasion, obviously with our hundreds of thousands of listeners, <laughs> I, um, you know, I just, I just wanted to do my best parenting anyway. You might hear them scream in the background, but they're not coming in if they know what's good for them. Squeals of joy in the bath. Squeals of joy. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, (laughs) So it's been a big week. Last week was a quiet week for us on the show front. We only did three for various reasons. This week we're back to a full complement. Four with maybe four and a half. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Give or take. uh, We're starting with... Keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, Good I'm old so glad Kardashians. I was back this week. I know. I love, I don't really know why every now and again it just doesn't happen, but I guess that they're super powerful and they just decide if for one reason or another they don't have to show it, then they just bump it for a week. Yeah, they're just busy. Good on them. Well, so we had this episode this week and actually I really liked this episode because we had quite a lot to talk about and they, they also it makes it easiest for us, they set it up in three quite neat storylines. They do a really good job editing that show. Like it kind of goes through like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, a hundred percent. And which is great. It makes our job much easier. But essentially the three main storylines this week were um, Kim wondering whether she should let North do the video with Jojo Siwa, who if you're over the age of five, you've got no idea who she is. Um, Malika's birthday with Chloe and um, what I'm referring to as Scorpio, Scorpio's holiday scott courtney and sophia excellent it's not the snappiest name i could come up with but it'll do for now yeah um all right yeah where do you want to start uh which one i i i think i kind of want to talk about the jojo siwa thing because again i have two little boys at the house They don't watch a lot of YouTube because I don't like the autoplay function on the app. And I'm always afraid they're going to see something really creepy if it just autoplays. So we just don't do YouTube much at the house. Do your girls know who Jojo Siwa is? No, we're the same. We don't do YouTube either. Not because I have a problem with it, but um, it's just not on my radar. They're TV girls. So if they want a screen, that's what they do. And when they get their pads, they tend to just go to like the games or whatever. Yeah. Just YouTube is not on their radar. So no, Jojo Siwa is not on my radar either. No, but how crazy is she? Like, I, I don't, I kind of wanted to check it out myself to kind of get a full sense and obviously just didn't have time. Um, but it looks a little bit insane to me. Yeah, well, I think it's weird because on her merch, we you know when Kim goes into the merch room, on her merch, there's pictures of her and she looks like 12, right? But mm-hmm. obviously when she opens the door. She's much, much older than that. And I Googled it. She's actually 16. But I was like, how long does this go on for? Like, how old does she get where she still has to put, like, rainbow in her hair and wear tutus and be this kind of crazy um, person? How long do they keep this going for? Yeah, she kind of reminds me of, like, a living brat doll. Like, do you guys have brat dolls over yes. there? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That she kind of looks like a living brat doll to me. I'm surprised she's only 16. I actually thought she must be older because she has her own house, or maybe that's just where they record. I don't really know the deal with that. Well, I googled that because I was like, "What is going Excellent. on?" She does actually look older, which is why I was like, "Oh, she's only 16." But eventually, 
somebody's going to have to make the decision that she's too old for this and it's starting to get weird. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, North goes off to do the thing. Kim makes the decision that she can. And I get that. Like, I was thinking a lot about this and I was like, do you put your kid into that? You know, whatever. She's going to be open to all sorts of experiences that normal normal kids aren't. Um, but I liked that Kim was like thinking about it and she let her do it because she knew she really loved her. But whether it was the right thing or not, I really I thought that I really kind of related with her on that. I thought it was kind of a normal parenting moment. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I liked the reasons why she was worried. Like it wasn't because like, oh, is she going to be like hounded by the paparazzi? Like it wasn't any of those. It was like the normal mom. Like when she meets new people, she gets really shy. And I'm afraid, you know, if they're recording, it's going to make her feel really self-conscious. And she only likes recording with us because she's been around these people her entire life. So like this is her normal. But with other photography crews, she's a little bit freaked out by. And I thought that was a really nice insight to her mothering. Yeah, I think it's something we hear a lot about and we see a little bit on the show. But I think for me, it gave me even more of an insight to maybe how much of a normal mom she actually is. Yeah, I mean, and I agree as normal as you can be like she's obviously super privileged and they've got all these people. And but I think as far as her relationship with her kids goes, she's a working mom. And she when she's with them is is just like the rest of us worrying about the same stuff. And I really warmed to her on that, actually. And, you know, and North's. Billy's really the same. She's like with people she knows all out show entertaining all the rest of it. But as soon as it's people she don't know, she's my shy one. So I enjoyed that. It was good. Yeah, I did too. I also enjoyed the um, kind of the interplay between Chris and Kim talking about it. And Chris just like, just don't take it that seriously. Like you're not starting her a new career. You don't have to have this, all this shit figured out. Just go and let her have a good time. And if it's not good, then don't record it. Like it's not that big of a deal. 100%. No, I thought it was, I thought it was really nice to watch um, a little bit of an insight into their kind of day-to-day life and parenting and all of that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, And I guess this is just the year where Chloe has to plan all the parties. I know, right? Chloe is like, (laughs) but also like, stop bitching about it, babe. Like, don't say yes and then bitch about it. Um, Right, right. But I really felt for Chloe on this, um, on this episode. Like, I... I was genuinely a little, not disturbed, but kind of shocked by the behavior. Cause I feel like, and maybe it's because I forget how young they actually are, but I feel like surely we're past that now. Surely we're past bullying somebody into drinking their socks off. Absolutely. And I think the only thing I could think of is that Malika was already soup, like was already hammered. And so she got to that point where like, you're the hammered girl wanting everyone to be as hammered as you and just took it a little bit too far, but was so drunk. Couldn't really realize she was taking it that far. Um, but I thought it was a super good reason that Chloe had not to drink. Like, you know, she was saying the last time I got really hammered, I got super emotional and I don't want to be that girl at your party. I want you just have to have a good time. So I'm going to hold back. Yeah. Um, and it was, I felt like it was kind of uncomfortable watching like, and I know you say maybe Malika was kind of already lit by them, but you know, this was like in the run up before and the days before and in the planning, she was like, and we're going to, it's going to be off the hook and we're going to go balls deep with the booze and all the rest of it. Um, so I was a little disappointed in Malika and I felt like she was being a massive brat. Oh my gosh, like how she reacted to the woman wanting to see her ID <gasps> like backstage at the oh, OT Genesis show. So it was just embarrassing. Like, 
Just show her your fucking ID, man. Just do it. Just stop being so precious and just show her your ID and stop being a dick. Well, and it's not like you're his wife or Uh on stage with him. There's no reason this woman should really know who she is. I mean, unless she watches Keeping Up with the Kardashians and was just being a dick. Maybe that is the case, but I highly doubt it. I think she was just doing her job, and I think Malika just took it way too far and was being a bit of a drama queen about it all. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I thought that that was terrible behavior on on her part. Um, and at first, in my notes, actually, I wrote Khadija, 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 and then I realized that I'd got the wrong one, like, and it was because they look so... I know they're twins. I get it. But yeah. You, you just never know which one you're looking at. Um, no, absolutely. But, yeah, I thought that, you know, I don't think that's... They made it up and it's all fine and we can move on. But the yeah. big storyline of this one, which I'm so excited to talk about because... Oh, I just love Scott right now. And if you'd have asked me like six, seven, eight, however many seasons ago, I would have just written him off as the biggest douchebag ever. Um, Always never quite being the man that Courtney needed him to be. And now I just, and I think I put it on our Instagram, actually. I just think he finally is that guy. And as much as Sophia is Sophia, whatever that they've been together for a long time, can't help but feel that I want him and Courtney to get back together. Well, and for me, I think it's the kids angle as well. They are such good parents together. Yeah. It is shocking to me because I think when they first had Mason, I would have never been able to guess that this is where they would have ended up. But they make such good decisions together. They communicate so well together right now that I think for their kids sake, it would be really lovely. I also just think you're absolutely right. They're finally the people that they've been trying to be. And, yeah. and they've grown up. I mean, they were very young when they had Mason. They were very new to kind of the fame and the Kardashian kind of way of life in a way and being recorded and all of that kind of stuff. I feel they have finally figured it out and figured it out how to make it normal and how to make it just part of their family. Yeah, and I think in this episode, I really felt for Scott because he's in a position where, I mean, first of all, kudos to everybody for just being super grown up, super fucking in it for the kids. And Sophia, I include in that as well, and just agreeing to go and to make the best of it. Um, But like then, Scott, you just, as this was happening, I was thinking, this is not going to be easy. You've got to be Sophia's boyfriend You've got to be Courtney's ex-partner. You've got to be the kid's dad. That is a lot of hats to wear at one time. And you're recording the whole time. I thought it was a really interesting point that they were like, oh, we didn't talk to Sophia about how she felt about the recording because it's such a part of their lives and how they, you know, the kids have all grown up on air and a lot of Courtney and Scott's relationship has been all on air and in the public I thought it was really interesting that Scott was like, oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Like, it's not even in the forefront of his mind to check and see if that was OK with her. <laughs> yeah, because for him, it's just really normal that cameras follow you around all the time. And I have to give credit to Sophia, because not only is she the kind of the girlfriend, which is never a girlfriend slash sort of stepmom figure. It's never an easy role to, to fill. She's also about 12. Like, I don't know how old she actually is, but she's not very old. She's like 21, maybe. Yeah, I think she's in her early... I mean, I, I have no... I mean, I, mean, I, I know... Can, she, I'm, I'm yeah. being facetious. I know she's yeah. legal, but she's still incredibly young. And so 
for her to take that on and that dynamic and to, to agree to be in a position where obviously Scott and Courtney know each other so well, that's going to take so much from everybody to make it work. And the way that they handled it was just, I think I like shed a little tear at the end when, when Scott said, hang on, I've written it down. Um, when Scott said, it's just one of the best things in my life that he can have these this relationship and I just was like oh I got a bit misty eyed yeah I mean how fun did that vacation look by the way with kids like going to Santa's workshop and like doing the kind meter and the reindeer stuff that all looked like a lot of fun Sophia is in fact 21 years old um I don't know if that would have been like her dream vacation obviously she doesn't have kids so part of it's like well what else is there really to do I thought it was really interesting that it got rocky when Scott was trying to placate everyone and when he yeah. just stopped that and was himself and let it all kind of flow naturally is when actually they all started having a really good time. But you know what facilitated that was his conversation with Courtney and their communication right. is so good. And it wasn't Sophia that brought that brought him to that place. It was Courtney. And I just, there's just so much that I, oh man, I just really hope that, and I've got nothing against Sophia and actually I really have a lot of time and respect for her to be in that position because it's not easy for a number of reasons. That aside, I really hope Scott and Courtney get back together. I agree because I think it was a couple seasons ago when they went to Bali and Courtney, I guess, was like read by the psychic or whatever. And they she talked about Scott being like her soulmate or whatever. The shaman. Yeah, like, they had the shaman. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think she that shaman was 100% on point. I think they will eventually get back together, but I also feel like their time apart has been really good. I feel like she's been able to explore other things and figure out who she is on her own. I think he's done loads of growth and loads of kind of coming to terms with his parents passing and what his life is going to look like moving forward with the kids. And now I think they're ready to come back together. Well, on that, we, we put that Instagram post out and, and nobody disagreed with us. I think Sh Shaletic said they need to be back together, Soz Sophia. Um, Abel 2015 said 100% they should have done when that mystic in Bali said they were soulmates. So th and then S Pomeroy Wood 466 said, I'm so annoyed they're not together. He has no business being with a 21-year-old. She's too young. And i got to say, <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to judge, but I kind of agree. Yeah, because they're what? They're in their early 30s? No, that... No, no, Courtney's Court 40. Way, right, but she's older than Scott. Scott and her are not the same age. No, but I don't know if they're that far apart. I think maybe like a, maybe three years or something. But either maybe, way, okay. they're like, you know... I think she's right. He's got three kids. Like, 21 signing up for that is is a lot. Anyway, um, glad, it's always yeah, nice when people 36. agree with you on social media. Right. So Scott's 36 years old. So there, so he and Courtney are only four years apart. So yeah, not yeah. loads, but still. Yeah. It's a, it's 15 years is a big age difference. Yeah, it is. And it's a, it's a big life difference. And I think even though Sophia obviously is Lionel Richie's daughter. Uh-huh. Um, so she's used to being, you know, with famous people and all the stuff going on. I think it's very different when you have people filming you all the time. Yeah, it's another level, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was really interested. Again, you know, we've talked a lot about the co-parenting. And I just think between Kim and Courtney and Scott, 
you know, I will, I'll go to it for the Kardashians to anybody who says that they're brainless, useless people. I just think they're ace and I've got all the time in the world for them. Yeah, I agree. Shall we move on? Let's move on. I'm really, really excited about this. So let's move from like snowy Finland to baking hot Thailand with Below Deck. Yes, with aptly titled Man Down. Man Down. Poor chef Kevin Dobson. Oh my goodness. Wouldn't you die if like your first day on the job and you're making, you know, possible engagement dinners and all of this stuff is going down to like then get, I mean, the tummy bug is the worst. It's the worst. But uh, And that, that was proper runny bum. Do you know what I mean? Like there wasn't, there wasn't anything else going on there. That was just like pissing from his butthole. It sounded so painful. Sorry to anybody who might be listening to this while they're eating their lunch. (laughs) Um, But what I did love is going back to kind of the editing side of it. I loved the juxtaposition of him being on the loo, like literally pissing shit and like, brown coffee running or like chocolate (laughs) melting and I was just like I was like mixed between vomiting and laughing nobody can say that bravo editors do not have a sense of humor like they they get those things right every single time and I love them but we get to meet they earn their money for sure absolutely so with this episode it's obviously the first one so we get to meet the whole new staff um a little bit bummed that Ben's not the chef we can't get enough of Chef Ben, but I can't even we're going to have to do it. with Chef Kevin this go round. Um, Although maybe the m- tummy bug will wipe him out and Ben will be back. Maybe. Maybe he's just like the save the day chef. Like he's the Superman chef. You have to yeah. call him in to bail your ass out of trouble. Yeah, I'm down. It's a big crew as well this season, I found. See, I was thinking that as well. But then part of me was also like, is it just because they have loads of problems so they never keep everybody? So maybe have they added a few more people this season just in case they have to call? Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I thought it was really interesting. I think one of the things I'd really like to talk to, and it's something I'd thought about before, is obviously the introduction of... Hmm. Now, obviously, it's a new season, so me getting names right is... Is not great I've, at the best of times, poor Travis Curtis. I, I think have written it, them all down. Okay, so I just is it Simone? Simone is a stew. A South African she, girl. Yes. Right. So that's what I was really interested in talking about because she mentions before she mentioned on the on the one of the VTs that 0.02% of people in this industry are people of color. It had occurred to me as I'm listening to like all these sort of white privileged people talk about how they went to law school, but then just it didn't work for me or, you know, it just didn't learn anything. It was occurring right. to me that actually this is a really privileged white industry. And um, I was really, I was, I was really loving seeing finally some, a person of color on there because I think it's crazy that, that it's so dominated. Yeah. We have had people of the color in past seasons. That sh- we had the chef, didn't we? There was a chef. I believe there was another stew on very early seasons as well. I don't remember. I believe there. I've. I believe there was, but but we can go way, and do some it's research. It's been three out of like a million people, yeah. so I think we can safely say yachting seems to be a very non-blended diverse. Place. 
It's not diverse. And it's probably pretty elitist as well, if we're going to be honest. You know, it's a very, a very, they don't hire ugly people. Let's be honest. No. They don't put ugly people on there. You have to be good at your job and you have to be pretty and attractive. And this, talking of, of that, this crew is pretty hot. I mean, I think we've even heard Kate say it, like, this is the hottest crew on a yacht. She's yeah, you know it. it's hot when Ashton is the least cute on there. Right? Um, but yeah, she, you know, it is interesting. I'm excited to meet them all. I think first impressions are that Courtney's kind of a princess. I've written down snobby and doesn't want to serve. Yeah. I but don't then, understand weirdly, why you would take a on, job as a stewardess if you didn't <laughs> want to serve, but is a kick-ass bartender. I know. And then she sort of goes, oh, I'm not great at serving and and then kicks ass. So maybe she's just maybe she's just being a bit modest. By the way, if you can hear this weird rattling, it's because all of a sudden there's a tornado outside my office. Oh, no, I can't hear it at all on my side. So you're probably good. Good to know. But we've got first impressions. Sorry. Go for it. Um, Abby reminds me of Riley. And I don't know if it's just because of her red hair. But I'm hoping that's not the case. Like, I hope I like her more than I liked Riley towards the end, because I do definitely see like a softer, kinder side to her than we saw of Riley. But I just wonder if we're going to have like a a repeat of that. Well, I mean, it's always interesting. I always love it when they have a female deckhand, because I think it's a really interesting dynamic to throw into what's a very kind of testosterone, testosterone fueled environment normally so you always know there's going to be a few fireworks with that um I I mean we we sort of get the impression from the from the teasers that Abby and Ashton kind of hook up so um there's definitely going to be some fireworks on that particular level yeah sorry I made a weird face because my computer is making weird noises so anyways moving on um (laughs) but yeah we get the set of the sea back as well Yes, Captain Lee. Hello. And he, and he comes in. I love that even though he's on television, he's done it for like seven seasons or whatever. He still comes in and gives out the same speech with exactly the same rules. Don't embarrass yourself and don't embarrass the boat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he I think he's coming in hot. I think I think Kate's coming in a little hot as well. I feel like she's a bit um, she's a bit scrappy already. She is. And again, I just wonder if this is because she's kind of over it. Um, I get I get really excited when they show like the clips of what's to come and we get some really fiery clips coming up. So I think this is going to be an amazing season. Um, I think Kate's coming in hot, but I also feel like she's taking more time to really teach service because both of these stews are fairly green. It felt like she was like going through the more like showing them how to like hold the champagne glasses on the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they don't spill and things like that. So I hope we're going to kick off on a good note, but I I think it's going to be short lived. Yeah, I agree. And I think it does look like when we get the teasers, it looks like it's going to be a pretty feisty season. We see Kate walking off saying she's quit. Don't follow me. We see obviously Abby and Ashton waking up together. There's lots and lots going on. I mean, bless Ashton. This guy literally is lucky to be here after last season when he nearly was killed on the boat. So um, I'm excited to see how he steps up to the bosun plate as well. And I love that he's taking it really seriously and he's really mad with himself when he forgets to like let them break for dinner. dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also like, why didn't anybody say anything like, 
I'm a little bit hungry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any chance of any food around here? Can you imagine me if somebody said that uh, if somebody hadn't given me dinner? No, I get the I mean, hanger like you read about. Um, oh, the boat would be demolished if I was yeah, not I'd eating. Be, I'd be chowing down on the boat. Um, I feel like there's a lot of parallels between Joao and Ashton. And I wonder if like their, you know, their career trajectories, like when they're under really good captains, they tend to kind of rise. And I hope that's what we'll see with Ashton um, this season. I don't know how he's going to deal with being the boss, though, and being out. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's going to be a struggle for him. He's really like Joao in that in, in that kind of way as well. Like he has this weird alter ego that comes out and he gets really angry and violent and a bit pushy and you know there's a lot to deal with there so i hope that he recognizes that now that he's in charge he can't you know lose his shit although the teasers suggest that perhaps he doesn't recognize that and he is going to lose his shit exactly i mean i think we all make mistakes can we also just talk about like this whole lunch scandal that happens when the boat when like the <sighs> people aren't thing when kate says lunch will be at 1 30 and everybody starts losing their shit because she went downstairs to change her shirt and like the chef's losing his shit and i'm just like i'm watching this and i'm like People, she said lunch was at 1.30. She told you all of this. We've all seen it. Just tell the guest lunch is at 1.30 and move on. Yeah. And if the guests say, you know what, we want it now, then just fucking deal with it. Right. Just serve them fucking lunch. Family style. Yeah, that's a cop out. It's you don't such see Chef Ben out. doing family style. No, Chef Super Chef Ben doesn't do that. Doesn't pull that bullshit. Um, but let's see, Kevin, I always love the chefs. They always bring a little bit of crazy slash quite a lot of crazy to the show. So I'm excited to see what Kevin's doing, but bless him at the moment. He's just stuck in the John. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a good start. Yeah. Um, and we'll figure out what happens at the proposal dinner next week. But can we also just talk about the guests FaceTiming their pet? Uh-huh. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of something. I'm trying to think of something just really not judgmental and rude to say about them. Yeah. I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves is for people to call animals fur babies. Uh-huh. I don't know why yes. it is. It just, no, I know it why it is. Because me. it's shit. <laughs> it grates on my nerves. And it's like, they, they can be like, you know, they're your pets. Yeah. And that's They're fine. not your babies. They're not your babies. You didn't birth them. They didn't suck on your boobs. You're not their parent. You I once had them, um, and that's lovely. Uh, yeah, but I, come on. It, they're not your babies. I once had a, a friend say to me, "Oh my god, I've got," and he didn't have kids, and he said, "Oh my god, I've got a new puppy, and it's like having a newborn baby." And I went, <clears throat> "Does that newborn baby suck on your nipples until they bleed?" And he was like, "No." I said, "Well, then you know what? It's nothing like having a newborn baby. It's not the same. No, it's not um, the same." So, yeah, if you call your babies fur babies, you're probably not our people. But you're not we're not willing to write you off just because of that. No, you can 100 percent be a pet lover. I just really hate the term fur babies. I feel like anything else is fine. I don't I don't hate you. You know, I, I don't hate you. I think <laughs> it's lovely that you care for your pets. The term fur baby is just one of those things for me. I'm going to be straight. If you call your dog or cat a fur baby, I'm not going to write you off entirely. We're going to have to work a lot harder to get back in my good back books. You're going to have honest. to come up with some catchy, you know, sarcastic remarks and be able to drink. Then, yeah. then um, yeah. you will maybe be okay. Make a wicked margarita and then we're fine. 
<laughs> after that. Um, so yeah, we'll see what comes up more. My last note on that is Courtney's a whinge bag on the beach. <gasps> Just, I can't bear whinging. And it's because I've got two kids that whinge all the time, but I just can't bear it. I can't bear it. So she's going to have to step up in my book. I also kind of want to tell her, like, check your privilege. You're yeah. walking across the most beautiful beach in fucking Thailand, you miserable cow. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and stop complaining. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a good season. I'm super excited. Below Deck is back. Me too. So let's move on to Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, we finally left Merivale, which I think, thank fucking Christ, because that place did nothing zen for this lot. It just turned them mental. I feel like it was the longest four days in the history of four days in the world. Yeah, that it was as long as the Dallas's wives trip to Correa's. Like that was the longest time as well. Like three episodes on a vacation is too much bravo give us two episodes and wrap it up my thing is if they cut it all and still got three episodes of it out of it like what was actually going on like that production crew must be freaking exhausted i know right they must have just been rolling the whole time yeah no but we see kelly go back to arizona and i love how her friends call her out for hitting people like we're not doing that anymore are we and, and she's, she's like, she's like oh. Yeah, I wrote exactly the same time. I was like, we learned that she's always been scrappy. This is yeah. not a new thing. This is who Kelly is. Um, and they were a bit like, yeah, I think we're kind of a bit, maybe we're past that now. Um, and to give Kelly credit, I think that her being back in Arizona gave, revealed kind of a softer side to her. And I felt like the bullshit was stripped away for a bit. She was there to build bridges with her mom and her brother. Um, she was with people who have known her her entire life. So she's she's just... It felt like a different Kelly and a much more forgiving and compassionate Kelly. Um, and I couldn't help but feel that if she could bring a little bit of that back to Orange County, then maybe she'd be less stressed. Well, I feel like she's a lot less defensive around yeah. these girls who have known her a long time and they totally call her out on her shit. Like they're not pussyfooting around. They're not like bowing down to the real housewife that is Kelly. Like they're like, no, we don't act that way anymore. And yeah. she's like, oh, you're probably right. I shouldn't. And if she took that kind of, I don't know, just like that defensiveness down a little bit with the other housewives, I think there would be less craziness. I don't yeah. think leave altogether. It would just be like maybe down to an eight versus a 12. Yeah. I mean, I think I get, obviously I get why she can trust the friends she's got in Arizona. There's no question there. She doesn't trust these bitches in, in the, in Orange County. So I understand why, but I think she would find that actually there's more to trust than she thinks she is if she would just kind of perhaps open up a little bit. Um, and then, you know, we go on to uh, Shannon inviting everybody over, over to test her new food stuff where we have the, where date gate starts. Oh man, date gate. So I th I wrote down that this dude is Shane's cousin. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So already my, I'm a little bit, my kind of, Radar is is on right now. I little I literally wrote a whole line of just ew. <laughs> and then he cancels because of a broken toe. Yeah, and I did I did love Gina. Like she was like, I got a spray tan and a babysitter. I'm dumped <laughs> for a toe. 
a fucking Which everybody toe. knows. If you have children and you have paid for a babysitter, which is not cheap, and Nuh-uh. a spray tan, like, you need to go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah, my you fucking invested. Said, my favorite thing she said was, it's a toe, bro. Yeah, it's a fucking Such a toe, bro. thing to say. Just a t- it's a, it's a toe, bro. Yeah, I feel her on that. But then, obviously, the whole thing starts, and it turns out later on that Gina discovers that Matt is it Matt? No, that's her husband. Gina discovers yeah. that the guy she's supposed to be dating, Shane's cousin, actually has a girlfriend, and assumes, and I am saying assumes because she assumes then that Emily knew about it and did it on purpose to set her up or to whatever, and. I just, I know Gina's in a crappy place right now, but I just think she could give Emily a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt in this situation. I'm giving Shane zero benefit of the doubt, by the way. I bet he knew that that this guy had a girlfriend, but I don't think that Emily did. Um, I just don't see her playing that game. No, I don't either. And I think, honestly, if Gina could take a step back for a moment... She knows that Gina would not do that on purpose. Like, I think it was an honest misunderstanding. I really don't even think it's that big of a deal. No. Like, so maybe this guy wanted to get a little airtime and then was like, oh, shit. No, I do have a girlfriend. This is going to look really bad. I'm going to pretend I broke my toe and had all this. And maybe Shane didn't know. I mean, he is Mormon, so there could be millions of cousins out there. Maybe he doesn't (laughs) know that this guy has a, you know, has a girlfriend. Like, I think, you know, I'm not always up to date on my cousin's dating lives. But um, what I thought was really interesting is like, so we see Gina, Emily and Shane right after like, yeah, the non date happens. They still go out on the date. And actually, I think we saw a little bit more of a human side of Shane when he was talking about Matt trying to get back with Gina. And Matt was saying all this like hideous stuff about giving her shit for not going to like one baseball game, whereas I'm sure she goes to every single other one of them. Um, But I really I saw a little bit of a different side of Shane, not enough to like totally redeem him in my book uh-uh. by any means, but I thought he was useful at that table at that time to have that conversation with Gina. Yeah, I agree. And I think I wrote the same thing. I think I said, Shane seems a little more open and normal here. Even dare I say it, playful. He was a little yeah. playful with her in kind of a fun way. But like you, absolutely no way, shape or form redeeming himself. Uh, just just something to note that I was slightly surprised by is as far as yeah. I'm going with that. Well, I was I too feel like busy. It's the first time, sorry, I feel like it's the first time we've seen a more human side of Shane. And I think that's yeah. why it was so noteworthy in my yeah. notes. It was shocking. It, was, it made me go like sit up straight. Um, but I was genuinely too busy icking over the pig's head on the table. Ugh, to so really, gross. it was so gross and so I drew not a little California. No, I it was, was very my surprised. Thing is like, I mean, they had apparently been there before, so I'm like, surely uh-huh. they know what they're ordering when they order the pig's head. But um, yeah, that that was not appetizing by any means. Sitting on that table, I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, even if you hadn't ordered the pig's head before, it kind of does what it says on the tin. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, I wonder what a pig's head is. Huh. Huh. You know, we knew what. Anyway, it was awful when I saw it, and that kind of distracted me. But we did get that idea that Matt is really starting to be like the way Matt handled that. And obviously, we only get one side of the story. Right, right. But if what she says is true, is just so mean. And it's something that 
working mums, single mums, all of this come up against all the time. At what point do you, at what point do you carve out time for yourself? Because eventually right. it's going to, it's always going to take time away from your kids if that's what's happening. And you have to respect that. She's not a bad mum. She's a great mum. But yeah, I felt the only parent that is around all the time. I mean, he still lives in LA. So presumably she's doing all the shit. A hundred percent. And I felt really felt for Gina on that. And then to hear that he's trying to get her back. And then the teaser for the upcoming season suggested that she'd slept with him again. Like this divorce that Gina said last season was going to be super amicable and really friendly is going absolutely in the other direction. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to be kind of Gina's thing this season. Like it's going to be the back and forth with Matt. And I definitely don't think sleeping with him, if that is what she ends up doing, um, is a good idea because I think Shane is very right. Like he's going to go around and try to find any way to get in. And if he can't get in, he'll stop. But if you let him in then it's going to just start the whole cycle again. I thought he was spot on with that. Annoying. As much as it pains me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Listen, that's the first thing, decent thing we've ever said about Shane. So maybe, maybe times are changing and maybe he's going to redeem himself completely, but let's see. Um, But yeah, I felt for Gina and then Shannon gets the O shot. The O shot with her O face, by the way. I know. (laughs) I was a little creeped out by that. I was like, did we just see her O face? (laughs) I was the same. I was looking, you know, when she sits up, I was like, did you, did you just come? Is that, is that what happened? I love when the doctor who's doing it is like, I'm putting on this mask in case you're a squirter. Between that and the pig's head, it was kind of a lot. And, and the below deck valve, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. of My stomach was, it was all over the place today. But um, she's, I like her optimism. She's got, it's, it lasts for six months. She's got six months to make the most of that O shot to get the orgasms that Shannon deserves. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited for Shannon because she was with her husband from a very young age. And obviously that went tits up and was not a good relationship. So I'm excited for her that she's got this like brand new outlook on life and she's just giving it a go and she's putting herself out there. I love this Shannon. This Shannon is someone who I've wanted to see for a while. I was getting over Shannon, to be honest. Yeah. I'm glad this one's back because she is a lot of fun. I agreed. I said it was, I think I wrote, it was just really lovely to see her truly on the kind of road to emotional recovery. And I just, she's been through a lot and there's no doubt that David, that it was David, wasn't it? Her ex-husband. Yeah. Whatever he's called. There was no doubt that he was kind of an emotionally abusive partner to a certain extent. And so to see her find that lease of life and it took her a while and she struggled, but she's back. And I can't, and I really hope for nothing but good stuff for her. And I loved as well that like when she's getting that injection in her vagina, which by the way, sounds like a treatment I'm never going to sign up for. Um, I don't know. I was kind of intrigued by the incontin, like the incontinence aspect of it, that it's like supposedly helps with like your pelvic floor and all that stuff. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I could definitely benefit from something that helps with, you know, incontinence. I've had two kids. But I think I, I think an injection in my vagina would probably be the, the last choice, the last route I'd go to. But I did love the way that she's using like silicon implants, implants. As stress as like stress relievers. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, 
I think I wrote, I mean, we know guys have always seen them as stress relievers, but it was the first time I'd seen a woman like kind of squeezing these breasts. Well, I love that they were also on top of her breast too. So it was a yeah. little bit like she's squeezing and it kind of looks like she's feeling herself up, but she's also <laughs> squeezing breast implants. While she's having an orgasm while somebody injects her in her vagina. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot going, going on that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love Shannon. We're definitely team Shannon. Um, yeah. And then what I also loved about this episode, by the way, Bronwyn is rapidly becoming one of my favorite housewives, but the way that we can see her slowly trying to weave her little web so that Tamara is the next one for um, her husband's significant birthday was hilarious. I think she even took her to her sex den this week. How cute was he trying to, like cover how embarrassed he was that she said that about the threesomes on tv he was like okay <laughs> i loved that whole conversation because there was clearly she clearly realized that she'd like dropped kind of a personal bomb she was like fuck i'm gonna have to talk to this guy about this like we're gonna have to have this conversation so she was like so i kind of mentioned about this and it was it was like it was such a lovely thing because he was like that feeling of like i really wish you hadn't done that but now that we're on but television then both like tamra is so pretty <laughs> and then apparently uh-huh. tamra said that she and eddie had done it too and it wasn't record like they don't have film i was gonna it, ask you about but this. the conversation apparently that's where it went so who knows maybe we will see a raucous uh birthday for i i have totally a tamra tangle yeah, the Tamara Tangle. But they did say, like, not anybody that we're close to. So probably not. I know. But we'll see. Or maybe I do just love this couple, there though, with their, like, their sex den and their nine kids or however many it is. Seven. And their family photo is just hilarious. There's no perfect photo for them. There's, like, somebody's always, like, looking off and all the rest of it. I really, I just love her. Uh, yeah, I love them a lot. I think they are very genuine. I think this is really their life. I mean, I think life is just insane when you have that many people in one house and that's just the way it is. And I like that she's not so caught up in like everything needs to be perfect. Like we all need to be looking like this. Just like this is who we are. It is what yeah. it is. I mean, she looks damn good for having that many kids too. Like I cannot get over it. I mean, she makes me feel like kind of an underachiever on that, on that yeah. level. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my body. I love my curves and all of that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But man, she, to have seven kids and, and look like yeah. that, that is, it's, it, I, I can't even imagine what it took to maintain that body. Um, no. And then there's that really interesting conversation where, because they're younger, no, not their youngest, one of their kids, Rowan, one of their eldest actually, is designing her own clothing range. And yeah. Bronwyn's like, oh yeah, she's going to be the youngest designer at OC Fashion Week, which by the way, Shannon or Tamara have never heard of. Um, right. And I was a bit like, daddy's kind of buying you. Like, I get that they want to support and do all this, but it felt very OC. Like daddy had kind of funded the fashion line. And there was a little bit of me. He's like, if they've not heard of this fashion week, is daddy like just funding a fashion week to make it happen? Like, I know he's not, but it yeah. seems like a lot to do for your kid. It is an actual thing because some fashion bloggers that I follow on Instagram, mainly this girl named Courtney Kerr, she was in town for OC Fashion Week. So it is a thing. Um, but yeah, I 
I don't know. I have mixed feelings because I think they're doing it because I think she had some mental health stuff go down and lost a lot of confidence. So I think <gasps> this is part was, of them. Yeah, because she was a dancer. Was and, this like she had like anorexia issues, yeah. didn't she? So I right, actually, okay. I'm, I'm okay with them kind of doing this to help boost her up. I mean, yeah, her dad's paying for it. But I think that happens a lot. Of, I mean, that happens in life. Yeah. Um, but I kind of understand where they as parents are coming from. Like if we can do this project together, because I think they were left in the dark about a lot of it. I, maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but I feel like that was the conversation a few episodes ago. Well, now her. I feel like kind of an asshole because I hadn't put no. those two together. When you put it like that, okay, I get it. And, you know, they're in a position to be able to do that. So that's, I get it. That's fine. In that case, I shall retract my bitchy comments about <laughs> daddy, daddy bought her a fashion week. Yeah, okay. no, 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 no. I mean, I, I do think, I mean, you know, I think it just is what it is. Um, I think it's a way they're trying to connect with her. Cool. They could also just be trying to buy her something for her to do. Who knows? Who knows? Um, then we've got the, uh, what was next? Vicky Shannon birthday the bomb was dropped that Megan Edmonds is coming back. Yes, it's like the episode of The Housewives Past because we have Emily at lunch with Alexis chatting about the whole Gina stuff. And then, yeah, Megan Edmonds is going to come back for Vicky's tea party, which I love how they always try to do something super classy for Vicky. And it's like, we all know she just wants to be dancing on the table doing tequila shots. We all know yeah. that's what truly Vicky wants. Yeah. But she's kind of found this sort of self-restraint in her later years and is kind of now like I just want to do tea um but also she doesn't want to go bar hopping with Shannon while Shannon tries to like score a dude well and I get that because she's in this relationship with Steve and I think Steve has a big influence on Vicky not being like crazy like we saw last season when like Tamara got like naked wasted in the tub and like broke her foot or whatever and Vicky got really mumsy about it and she was like you're a mother really you're a grandmother put your it. clothes on you're a mother yeah, you're a grandmother yeah I think that's where we see kind of the new boyfriend Steve's influence because I think if he wasn't in the picture she would be just as naked just as drunk riding around yeah. on her matching, you know, knee scooter with Tamara. But I think Steve is teaching Vicky self-restraint, which she probably needs a little bit of. Well, I think she's he's making her happy. And when you're happy, you yeah. calm down. You calm the fuck down. But uh, we did get a DM about the housewives of future past. No, uh, that's not right. Ghosts of housewives past coming yeah, back. And I mean, I got there in the end. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, and... Shaletic. I think that's how I'm saying it. I, that, I think that's how it's pronounced. Anyway, she's in Scotland and she's lovely. And from what I did a little installing, she's got her own candle company. So go check yeah. that out. Um, but she wrote, what do you think about Alexis turning up in the OC? And also, do we think Megan is going to be savage next week when she appears? All right. Well, I'm going to take the Alexis one first. Feel free to chime in. Alexis has never been one of my favorite housewives. I'm not a fan. I I'm not a fan of you know, the religion being shoved down people's throats and being very judgy on other people. However, I do think we see a tad bit of a different Alexis because obviously she has now gotten a divorce from Jim and she's dating this super hot dude and they were just in Thailand, which made me kind of wonder if there's a below deck tie-in that we're going to see later on. Oh, uh, maybe. Um, but she's still pretty super judgy and really judgy about Gina, who I feel like maybe in this case deserves it a little bit, but also 
I don't know. I feel like sometimes when you have lunch with a friend and they're having problems with another friend, you just support your friend without talking too much shit about the other friend. Yeah, totally. Like, it's possible. And also, I felt that she wasn't very sensitive as well to Emily. Like, we can all see, if you're friends with Emily, you know that there's some shit going on with her husband. And to sit there and gush about how you're so in love and you've never felt love like it, and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not easy. And I get that she's in it and all the rest of it. But I thought you can rein that in a little bit. Like, you can yes. sort of... Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, no, no, I was going to say, you can sort of focus on your friend more than your own kind of lovey doveyness at this point i think there's a time to recognize when and when not to so see i was wondering if she was being really emphatic about how good it was that she got a divorce because she was trying to tell emily that like look it's bad right now it doesn't always have to be bad but sometimes you have to make a really hard decision so i didn't necessarily think that she was like rubbing it in her face i thought she was doing more of this like kind of covert for the cameras like I know how hard your marriage is. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe not. Alexis doesn't seem that deep to me, so probably I think that was my thing. I just couldn't, I couldn't credit her with that kind of sort of compassion on that level. But we did get more messages in. Um, Oh. Some, I know, it's like. Oh, but about the Megan Edmonds thing as well. Let's not forget the second half of that question. So I said to you, because obviously my memory is terrible. I was like, the fuck is Megan Edmonds? And you reminded me and I was like, oh, that's exciting. I don't know if she's going to be, I don't know what she's going to do, but I always really enjoyed her on screen. So I'm, I'm delighted that she's coming back. I hope she is a bit savage because that's what we watch it for. We don't watch it for them all to get on. No, absolutely. And she's not going to the tea party. She's going to like the bar hopping Shannon party, which is going to be brilliant because I actually think she is single now as well. She has also gotten a divorce. I feel like his husband's name was Jim as well. Maybe two gems, double gem. Anyways. Um, Um, Yeah. But yeah, so going on to the other questions we got from Kalba21, K-H-A-L-B-U-R 21. He says, um, there's a question about Dallas, which I'll come back to. He or she. There's a question about Dallas. I'll come back to that later. Yeah. Uh, Is this season of OC good or does it need to go the way of Miami? No, I think OC is here to stay. I was so bored with Miami. Miami was not entertaining for me at all way back in the day when it was actually still on air. I think the OC has never stopped being entertaining. And I think that's key, right? I mean... I agree. And he he follows it up with, I'll keep watching, but I'm really struggling. Also, (laughs) Gina needs a stylist or to go back to Long Island. This coming from someone who lives in workout clothes because I work from home. I feel you, babe. I live in workout clothes because I work from home. I don't do any working out, though. Um, but yeah, Gina taking some flack there. Yeah, I think Gina's experimenting with her single style. Yeah, she's she's got a lot on her plate. Maybe maybe style isn't the top of the list. And then actually, we've had a question as well about which crewmate will flip first on below deck. Oh, I think it's going to be the chef. Yeah, I think it's going to be the chef too. I agree. The I chef's mean, I think always going to take has. the heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Depends what you call flipping. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's where we are with that. Um, but the, yeah, so Megan Edmonds is going to come back in. And then we have Emily at Cup Fitness. Oh, my gosh. I think a really touching moment. And I think this is where Emily kind of broke through Tamara a little bit. I think, you know, when you're talking to somebody who is really struggling with kind of body issues or weight gain or whatever, 
and it just makes them take such a hit. And I, I don't think Shane helps at all with Emily's self-esteem. And yeah, I just, I, I thought some things Emily said was really interesting. Like she doesn't, she didn't want to weigh herself because she likes living in denial. And I think that for me really clicked with yeah, Emily. I think Emily loves to live in de- denial. I think we see it with her husband, Shane. Um, I think she lashed out at Gina because it was a safe space and we all lash out at our safe space. That's just how we're built. Um, but I really liked how Tamara was with her. Like, I I think we saw a very caring side of Tamara and I think it kind of bonded them a little bit. Um, I think as well, we got the quote for the episode title, which is I'm not a one taco kind of girl. I totally wrote that the exact same thing because I'm and I was also, like, babe, neither am I. <laughs> Who is a one taco person? If you have only, if you've ever sat down and only eaten one taco, I want you to DM us and yeah. let us know that you are actually out there because I don't believe that exists. No, we'll need all. proof. We'll need proof. But yeah, I felt the same. And I think it was, it really touched me because um, it must be very difficult living in the OC and being like an, off the bat i'm not justifying it i think it's bullshit the kind of body image issues that places like the oc and that bullshit uh creates but it must be very difficult if you're in it and you're emily and you're curvy and you're an emotional eater which or, or your body reflects your emotional state which to a certain extent it always does um i really felt for her because i felt like yes you can start exercising you can start doing that but actually until you really start dealing with Shane, your marriage, your, your self-esteem. It's yeah. just, it's not going to be the fix that you want, but I do think it's a good sign that she's finally got on the scales. Not that I like scales, but as if you take it as a, a sort of a symbol of her kind of finally taking control and finally starting yeah. to figure out how she can get back to a place of happiness, whether or not that includes Shane, right. who knows? Um, I- I but also I've, think, to be honest, I think she looks great. She's also yeah. a very tall woman. And I feel like people don't recognize that. Like, to me, she doesn't look like she weighs 190 pounds. Like, I, I don't no. really know what that looks like anyways. I think she looks pretty healthy. I don't really have a problem with the way she looks, to be really honest with you. Now, maybe that's just her. I hope, like, I agree with you that, like, the working out doesn't necessarily change things. But I do think sometimes if you can't fix one of those emotional issues in your life, but you can go work out and the working out makes you feel better. That gives oh, yeah. you a little bit, you know, it brings you to that place where you can work on those more emotional aspects of it. So Yeah, it's like, you know, I talk about this a lot kind of on my blog as well. That idea of exercising definitely makes you feel better. And I only exercise because um, it makes my head feel better. If I exercise for my ass, I'm too much into instant gratification for that. Like it's three, four months before I see a difference in that way. But if I go for a run instantly, my head feels better. So I hope that just Emily being in the gym, getting more active, obviously she's starting to feel it. She's got that arthritis. So, so figuring out a way to start to feel better will help her manage the other bullshit that's going on in her life. However, that gets figured out. So yeah, I was really pleased to see her kind of take a little bit of control back. Well, and I like that she went to Tamara. Like this is someone who... They've really struggled to bond, you know, on the past season and even in this season. And I think that's a huge step for her to kind of trust her with that kind of vulnerability and being on that in-body machine, which is crazy because it like measures how much water and muscle and it measures everything. It's not like just a normal scale. But um, I thought that was a really nice moment between the two of them. And I hope we see kind of 
a little bit more kind of coming together with the two of them. No, I agree. Um, and then we got kind of mid-season, uh, you know, the kind of the middle of the season, they give you like coming up in this season. And it looks like there is serious drama on the horizon for the OC yeah. girls. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes, even from the trailer was, she thinks you're a drunk and she didn't like your outfit. I was like, that is brutal. <laughs> super harsh, super harsh. Brutal. But yeah, yeah let's see I where that goes. Clips. I, I know, love I, love I live for previews. Me too. Um, Dallas. Dallas. Lingerie so let me, party Dallas. Lingerie. Let me just go back to this question um, that we had on Instagram because right. it, we've talked a lot about Cameron and it's about Cameron. Um <sighs> He's uh, Kalba. I think it's a girl, actually. Sorry, I haven't checked. Anyway, she says, I just started listening. Thank you. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Cameron? She's beyond out of touch, right? And I have to say, there is that. It, it, it's not that Cameron is inherently unlikable. It's just that she, there's just nothing to her. Like, for me, there's just no, there's nothing below surface level. And it's so difficult for her to see the nuances in a situation or the the areas of grey. For her, it's always just so ridiculously simplistic and black and white. And it's just so frustrating. And you see that so much with her and Stephanie in this in this episode. Yes. I mean, like the whole last page of my notes, because that's when we have kind of the Stephanie Cameron yeah. one-on-one. I was just like. I'm over Cameron and her fucking delicate sensibilities. She is very one-sided in that she doesn't have to be delicate to other people, but she wants everybody to be delicate to her. She has a fucking temper tantrum. She's in a grandma dress at a lingerie party. It's just like, pull the stick out of your ass and like, get on board because you're not making an effort. A hundred percent. I'm with you. And I think that she's, that she has the nerve to say that Stephanie is playing the victim drove me mental when I was like, that is you. I'm sorry, babe, you are are actually talking about you. She was so unwilling to hear what Stephanie had to say. There was no chance of a reasonable discussion. And I really felt for Stephanie because she didn't want to do it. Travis had said it's the right thing to do. And I think his advice was actually good, but she didn't want to do it. And then Cameron shat all over her, essentially. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not a Cameron fan. I, I yeah. haven't been in the past, and I feel like this season has just, like, pushed me towards the edge. Because, like, what I wrote down was just, like, you know, Stephanie's mental health isn't about Cameron. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Cameron made yeah. it all about, like, this word that she said, and that wasn't even what she was saying. Like, she's so wrapped, Cameron's so wrapped up in her own bullshit that she's not listening to anybody. And I was like, Cameron's not listening. She's just almost gaslighting Stephanie about yeah. what she's trying to say. And, you know, I'm kind of over Cameron, like destroying people and not taking any personal responsibility for it or even trying to understand where anybody else is coming from. And then fucking blabbering on and on and on about how nobody like gives her a chance. Yeah. And then also, as soon as as soon as her and Stephanie finished that conversation, I hated the way that she went immediately to like the end to find her allies and to get her soldiers in place. And I just thought this is so high school and I have zero time for you and your bullshit. This is when I actually had a lot of time for Leanne because I don't think Leanne fell for it. And she went no. right to Stephanie and was like, are you OK? Like, I think Cameron has has possibly alienated all of her past like soldiers and good because she's being a dick. 
Yeah, I, don't I know. agree. We're we're writing her off. I also didn't like the conversation, like that little intro bit with her and Hilton going off to uh, with Hilton going off to summer camp and all of that bullshit. You know me, I've I've got this weird personal hatred of the word tomboy, and that just kept going repeated, 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 yeah. repeated. I, I just thought underlined it three times. It was like we're gonna have a lot to say about this. Yeah, I was really, it really pisses me off this tomboy thing. Not because, I mean, listen, and keep it in perspective. It's not the most offensive thing in the world anybody right. can fucking say to me. But I'm the mother of girls, and it and it really annoys me because somebody used the word to them, and and Billy said, "Well, what's a tomboy?" And all of a sudden, I had to be like, "Well, it's girls who like to do boy things." And that immediately for me was just like, "The fuck am that I feels saying? Wrong. The right. fuck am I saying? Like, you play football, you can climb trees. That doesn't make you." not a girl um but cameron's just playing this role in life so so like so consistently that there's no breaks in her mask there's no way to get into the real cameron and she's forcing this on her her kids as well and i just ugh, the whole thing felt icky and uncomfortable I love Cameron's daughter. I love how she essentially just tells her to shut up and she's going to go because she's going to have an amazing time and maybe she'll write her a letter. Like I love a strong-willed kid and I think she's going to have to be like, if she wants to be who she is in that household, like obviously her dad loves her to bits and is super supportive of her. And I think Cameron is supportive as well. I just, it, it's I just, just honestly, listen, I'm not being mean. Yeah. I'm not here to be a bitch, but I don't think she has the mental capacity. I don't think she's smart. I don't. And I think she's not able to really figure this shit out. She's, she's just not very smart. I've said it before. I hope she again. watches herself on the season as like, holy shit, I was a dick. I mean, probably not. Um, but yeah. it'll be interesting to watch the reunion when that comes out. Um, yeah. And then um, what I really... What I really enjoyed about this episode was kind of watching Deandra because her um, her journey is rough at the moment. And let's yeah. be honest, I think... Well, rough in quotations. Yeah, I mean, relatively rough. <laughs> but, but I think it's really interesting because this is the first time where Deandra's really had to, like, get scrappy, like, fight for something, like, work her ass off for something. Right. And I'm not saying she hasn't had previous careers. And in fact... It was really interesting because my initial reaction was, oh, for the love of God, you've got like real world problems for the first time. Suck it up. You hung around waiting for this business to be yours. Now it's yours. Deal with it was my initial reaction. But what I didn't realize and she explained was that her mum had kind of begged her to leave her career in D.C. so that she could hand over this legacy. And so Deandra found herself here going, well, you said that like I left my job. You said that this was what you were going to do and you didn't. And now that you have you've handed me a shit show. So I did feel a little bit for her on that. And I think when she had that meeting with Travis, nothing that Travis was saying was rocket science. No. And I think like we've seen, Jeremy has said all of this exact same stuff to her before. I think it just, I think it means a lot coming from Travis. Travis is super successful. It sounds like from that chat, they both had very similar parents that like Travis yeah. got this company in very similar ways. And he was like, the first thing I did was cut everything that wasn't making money. Yeah. And you know, that's how we turned it around. But I think I think it meant a little bit more coming from Travis because he's been in that same situation with his parents. I think that's Deandra's crux of all of this. I mean, I get it that like, it was a bit unfair for her mom to do that, but Deandra, you're also 50 years old. Like I did wrote, right. Deandra needs to stop pitching and grow up. Let the yeah. shit go. Like, come on. 
Like there is an you element do have of to that make for sure. decisions. Like there that's is, what and I wrote businesses. Yeah, and I wrote the same thing. I do think her mum was really underhand. Oh, yeah. I don't think De- Deandra had no idea the state of the business when it was handed to her. So no, like that was. Mama and I think the first one. And it's a real, you know, Deandra has a real. Att- it's another member. This business is a member of the family, essentially. You know, right. it was born out of a really tragic set of situations where her mum was sick and all the rest of it. So I understand the emotional attachment, but I think what Deandra is rapidly learning is that it's business. It's not personal now. And she's going to have to make some really tough decisions. And I'm really pleased that she does. Like she, there's that moment where I'm like, I don't know if she's going to do it, but she does. And she agrees to get rid of the huge overhead that is the office and move it into the house. So I'm excited to see, I sort of really hope that we can see Deandra pull this like rise like a phoenix out of the ashes and kind of show her just like massive fuck you to her mom yeah i really hope that happens and it kind of gave me hope that it could do at this point totally um what else did we have before we get into the party i'd like to touch on travis and stephanie a how super cute are they with their little like bedtime chat but oh my God, the minute she finished making that bed, that man jumped on the bed with those shoes. And that's all I could think about. It was like, why the fuck are his shoes on the bed? Who Get the fuck lives in their the bed, in- bed? Yeah. My husband. My husband does it. Does he really? Oh my God. I fucking, I, I tell him all the time. I'm like, your shoes are on the fucking bed. Like, at what point is this okay? He does it on the couch as well. I'm like, take your fucking shoes off. That anyway, so that aside. to me. You're right, it was distracting. But do you know what was really interesting is that I was like, oh, I love Travis, he's so lovely. I forgot, though, he was the douchebag with the lists in, like, the first season. Yeah. He was the guy just leaving her lists of shit to do. It was really interesting. It was like a sharp reminder. I was like, wow, he's really come a long way. Well, I think they've both grown, and I think that's what's so nice about watching them is that they are now in this place from where they were. Um, We ran a poll on Instagram about shoes on the bed. 12% of you said... Not a big deal, which I find very suspect. I'm going to send my husband to live with you, those 12%. agreed with me when I wrote, what a psycho. Yeah, and I I don't think psychotic people are the only people who wear shoes in bed. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't think that's too harsh a word. No, I think you're right. Also, I called Jimmy a psycho the other night as well because I yawned like right in front of him and he didn't yawn and apparently one sign sign. of sociopaths slash psychopaths is if they don't get the infectious yawn. So yeah. I think we're slowly building up evidence <laughs> to suggest that Jimmy's actually a psychopath. Hope he's but really okay. enjoying editing this. If yeah. you edit that out, Jimmy, I'll be really pissed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we had the Deandra and then we get into the party, which, by the way, seemed like kind of the worst party in the world. Is that just you me? Know what? I think I think this party would be fine at like 5 p.m. on a Friday evening, like at the end of like work, have a bunch of drinks, be in lingerie. Like that seems fine. But for one o'clock, like a one o'clock on a Wednesday. I mean, that for me wasn't even weird. I mean, I get it. That for me wasn't even the biggest problem. It was that it was a fucking massive venue and there were maybe 15 people there and no music. And it just was weird. Well, I also thought it was weird because Carrie Duber and Stephanie like joined through this party, but they're like, but we didn't plan any of it. Leanne planned the entire thing and we just wrote the check. And I was Uh like, that's a bit cheeky. Like, yeah, I I mean, probably not surprising from Leanne, but Carrie Duber was back and I always um, kind of liked her. But I have to say, and again, I'm not being a bitch, but we are here to be a bit gossipy. 
I think she needs to stop with the plastic surgery. Did you not see, like, she looks like a Siamese cat right now. Yeah, it's it's a bit tied back. I mean, they own the plastic surgery place. Her husband is a plastic surgeon, so it's probably a bit hard to dial it back when you have access to all of this stuff. But but she's also a nurse, and that always is really interesting to me when you have healthcare professionals who kind of know what's in all the stuff that you're putting in your face, and yet you're continually doing it. Like, that. that's not an endorsement for me. That's more like... Maybe you're not a very good nurse. Yeah. I mean, I was just surprised because obviously the last time I saw it between that and now she'd obviously had quite a lot of work done. And then I went to her Instagram and on her Instagram, it was even more kind of shockingly obvious. It's just she's very sharp looking and tight and eyes. uh, Anyway, I'm not, you know, I mean, I am commenting on her appearance. I'm being a bitch, but I'm just getting it, putting it out there. Um, she has always been a gorgeous girl. I don't think it's yes. needed. I think that's our point is that it's unnecessary enhancements when you you are a goddess anyways. 100%. And also I could really, I could definitely make better use of that facelift than her. So right. share the love. Um, <laughs> but we had the party and uh, and we played the game, which which revealed something that I'm still not quite sure how I feel about, but that, but that we're always going to call the Woody Woodpecker move from now oh, on, which we can always rely on Brandy gosh. for absolutely the perfect term. And wasn't even the one that he was revealing. I know. He revealed something very benign, where yeah. Leanne took it to the next level about the hole and the fence and I splinters. Mean, there, there's a lot going on there. But... um. I thought it was really interesting how, what a prude the other Carrie was. Like, I really like her, but that, obviously, I'm not prudish at all. So I really struggled to like, but she was so shocked that they'd had sex in a bathroom at a friend's party. And then took a picture. I mean, who hasn't had sex in a friend's bathroom at a party? Yeah. No, I think that's a very benign thing. And I mean, I'm not kink shaming, but the thing in the fence was was probably one of the weirder things that I've ever heard in my life. I'm not shaming it. I mean, I'm I'm just so in awe and astounded by it. Well, and like, were the neighbors home? I know, right? Was it it daylight? You saw a dude with his pants down in your yard with his thing in your fence? And an eye patch? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he rocks that eye patch. I'm so in awe of it. Like... But I'm just imagining waking up and looking out of your window and seeing a guy fucking your fence with an eye patch on and his pants around his ankles. That's what I'm imagining. What if one of your kids saw that? Oh, like, it's just I mean, such you a could bizarre never explain that picture. shit away. <laughs> Mommy, there's a pirate pounding the fence. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's just too much. It's so spot on. Like it was just so weird. The Woody Woodpecker. It's the newest position. It really was. But I also loved the way Carrie was like, no, go on. She was like, is this what is this? He was like, well, you tell me. Carry on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She played that so well because she she was like, no, 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 no. We would not have gotten the full story. But like the goodness just kept on going. It was incredible. Yeah. Um. And then obviously the Steph and Cam chat, which we've talked about. But um, I mean, I'm still really enjoying 
doubt I'll ever miss something. She's just, you can't see, but Reagan just raised yes, her finger. I she just raised a finger. finger, like proper teacher way. Can we also address the fact that Cameron was essentially calling everybody else a hoe? And like, <gasps> she has all these rules about lingerie and how they all look like hoes. And like, judgy fucking not judgeson. <sighs> fuck off. Like, Grandma, go to another party in your frumpy pink dress because that was not cute anyways. And B, it's a fucking lingerie party. What, what are you expect? supposed to wear? Yeah, you're the dick that turned up to a party dressed wrong. Oh. Yeah, I really... Um, at first, Cameron came into this season kind of a little bit cute and funny with some pretty yeah. good one-liners, and I was like, oh, maybe she's going to win me back over. I sort of felt... But now I just think she is... And I'm not going to say nasty because I don't think it is. I think she's just she's incapable of being compassionate. I don't think she has the mental ability to be compassionate. And I know I sound like a bitch, but I'm not wrong. I also do wonder, like, if she actually hears the words coming out of her mouth. Like, are you aware of what you're saying at this moment? You're calling everybody no, hoes. She's like, not aware. I don't think. Yeah. She's absolutely not aware. That's the thing. She's not aware. She's not going to watch it back and go, oh, I'm such, I'm such a dick. She's, she just doesn't have the capacity yeah. to, to figure that shit out. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with her. So to the person yeah. who messaged it on Instagram, yes, we 100% agree. She's so out of touch and oh, she's starting to get yeah. on my tits. Yeah, we're done. We are. So, but, but beyond that, we are actually done. Well, I think we should talk a little bit about Million Dollar Listing New York because we've not, I mean, we're, we don't beat around the bush about this. We're both really struggling with this season. However, in this episode this week, they've teased a lot for next week. And I think the drama is going to ramp up a little bit with Frederick moving, possibly moving to LA. Maybe he'll be a million dollar listing LA. Next season, we had baby Zena. Like, we had a few things happen in this thing, but I think next week is going to be one that we actually spend some time and really dissect, so. Yeah. These have been quite short seasons in general. I think they've only had, like, 10 or 12 episodes for all of them, so we're coming towards the end of the uh, right. Million Dollar Listing New York one. And I think Bravo are as aware... I mean, I'm, I think they are as aware as we are that New York is just... There's just not enough going on. And so I think... The beginning, this is the beginning of them setting up for the new LA season, which has always been more explosive with Josh Flagg and Josh Altman. And I think they're looking to just transplant Frederick from New York to LA. I think we're going to lose Ryan. Like, it's just the nature of the beast. But I think the next season of LA is going to be amazing. I mean, I think you have to have rivalries to have some tension to cause drama, which is what reality TV show is all about. So when you don't have that, it, it's really hard to make a show work. And I think we can always count on the Altmans for that. We can always count on L.A. to like ramp it up. And so I think, you know, having Frederick out there, we're already seeing that it's 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 riling some people up. So I think we'll have more to say next week about next week's episode of Million Dollar Listing New York. Yeah, and also it was interesting as soon as Heather Altman came into the open house that Frederick was putting on in LA and, and there was that immediate like tension back again. I was like, oh, this is what we watch it for. For some reason, somewhere along the line, I'd been watching Million Dollar Listing think it was a reality show. It's actually a fucking property show. Is that right. is what had happened? So when I saw Heather come in and throw a little shade, I was like, this is this is this what we is came why for. we're here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, we'll see. But I suspect we're going to find that LA will start with a bang. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really excited for LA. I'm also excited for next week's season or next week's episode of Million Dollar Listing New York, which I haven't said in a while. So we'll see. We'll see. Also, I'm manifesting um, a new segment on our podcast, which I haven't told you about. So this comes completely oh. out of the blue. Are you ready? Um, yeah. I'm manifesting a new segment, which is we get reality TV stars to call and leave us voicemail messages that we then, so we don't speak to them. Right. But we just get them to leave us voicemail messages and we tell them like, this is what we want you to talk about. And they just leave us a little voicemail message and then we play it on the podcast. Um, that would be incredible. I think we should try to start working to make that happen. We did have somebody on, in our Facebook group messaged me. Her name is Amanda and she had only listened to, um, the last couple of episodes, but she went back and listened to episodes one and two that we did. And she said there are open call for below deck, the like being a guest on below deck and you get like a huge discount, but it's still like a hundred thousand dollars to go on. But that's still a, like a huge discount from what it would normally cost. But there are open calls for it. She messaged me um, yesterday. Oh, I love that. We've got somebody with the Intel. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when this podcast hits a million listeners and we're making a million bucks, then we'll, we'll get involved or Bravo could just get us on there to do a live podcast from the yacht. Yeah, absolutely. So I found the message. Sorry. I was kind of just talking out of my ass, but I was looking for it, but she said the deal is that they get the charter at a crazy discount still costs like a hundred thousand and they have to pay the full tip amount, not discounted, but that's the deal to be a guest on the below deck yacht. But they are vetted by producers yes. first. So they, right. Yeah, okay. it's a casting call. So thank you, Amanda, for giving us that thank information. Thank you, Amanda. That's really... I think really... Uh, we need to start looking into that. That's really helpful to know. Also, I like I've just seen that she wrote, I love you, ladies, uh, under our, um, what is it that it's called when we do a little teaser on a square with a sound it, wave? It's, called, it's technical term is an audiogram. Reagan does all those, which is why I don't know. <laughs> Reagan basically keeps his podcast running. I just turn up and fanny around on Instagram. But she's phenomenal. So I'm going to take this opportunity to say thanks, Reagan, for keeping oh, this podcast babe. going. No worries. Thanks for agreeing to do this with me and taking time out. It's it's a highlight of my week. Me Most too. Deaf. Me too. Um, One other anyway. thing. Oh, oh sorry. On. Before we go, we have also been asked to do our Real Housewives intro <gasps> And we have forgotten oh, about it, I think, for the last couple week. of weeks. So I think we need to do it. And then I think we'll do something fun with it and put it on our socials as well. I'm in. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, Again, you go have first. You, have you done yours? I think I've got mine. It's quite nerve-wracking, isn't it? it it's, it's so much pressure. Like, I, I've been sweating it. And then that's probably why I didn't bring it up the first time that we forgot. Because I was like, <laughs> oh, I hope we forget. And then I felt a little bit bad because it has been something that's been asked of us so i feel like we need to do that okay so go for it i'm ready i feel like i need a special voice but i'm not going to do a special voice okay good are you ready yes i don't just juggle the balls i bust them too nice uh-huh. how'd you like that i like that okay do you want to hear mine uh-huh reagan's really sweating this by the way i can see but I she's am. gonna I'm also in a it. sweatshirt in a closed room it's quite hot in in my room but okay I like my reality TV like I like my martinis. 
filthy. Ooh! <laughs> I like that too. Um, amazing. Well, we've done it now, so we don't have to so remember. But what yeah. I want to do is say that uh, you should send us your housewives taglines and then we'll read out some of the best ones next week yes send them to hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com or send us a dm on facebook send it in the group send it to the page tvmyhusbandhates or send us a message from instagram at tvmyhusbandhates tweet us at tvhusbandshate uh yeah get us in touch with us any which way you can and we'll figure it out um but we are very excited to still be going we don't we're just growing our little listenership week by week frankly i don't care if nobody listens it's just so much fun doing it we're still gonna do it so uh but tell your friends we'd love to have more people it was it's a lot of fun to have feedback and be able to share it and do all that so get on it if you can perfect all right So until next week, guys, uh, have a wonderful week and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Enjoy your TV. Bye-bye. Bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates is by Jimmy Sims. Oh, 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 oh,